Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome to our live show, Catholics at Home. Uh, today, we have a special show for you all. Uh, and today, uh, we're going to talk about how is it being church in the new normal. And before we start, basically, I have with us Father Clarence, who will be co-hosting with me the show as Kevin Francis is taking a short break, a well-deserved break. And then, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy. For all those listening for the first time, we'd like to welcome you to Catholics at Home. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. Feel free to like our page, subscribe. But if you're listening now, we really appreciate if you can click the share button, yeah? So to share the word that, hey, we're going to go live with Father Clarence and Father Patrick Masang today, yeah? So please, let it, we would like to see you click the share button. And yeah, without further ado, hello, Father Clarence. How are you, Father? Hi. Hi, Mark. Morning. Morning, Father. Looks, looks like you had a haircut, huh? Finally, you went to visit the barber. Yes, <laughs> Actually, I wanted to keep it long, but <laughs> it's getting a bit hot. Ah, right, right. So, how so have Kevin you been, Father? Getting busy, Mark, now. Uh, you know, uh, things are picking up. Churches are slowly opening the doors. So, I have two parishes that I look after. Uh, one oh. in KL, Brickfields, another small yeah. community in Kuala Kupubaru, Church of St. Paul, the Apostle. Um, so slowly trying to get them uh, into the routine of how to come to church now with all these uh, safety concerns we have, you know, things that we need to do. So it's, it's a bit of a task to, to get people to, to buy into the idea, you know, of, of what needs to be done. Of course, there are a lot of difficulties, challenges, hiccups, yeah. you know, uh, frustrations also. Uh, not everybody can go at the same time. So, but I think, yeah. So trying to manage this. So now life is coming back to then the office, of course, at the research center. So things are slowly coming back to some sort of normal uh, as how it was before. Not totally, but yeah, things are I'm sure things are also picking up for you and your work and all. For most people, for a lot of our listeners too, I guess, uh, life is slowly coming back. Uh, uh, children are back to school. So maybe, you know, parents are less stressful into looking after their kids at home. <laughs> yes, definitely, Father. I mean... Uh... So I think many parents are still like uh, waiting to, to to bring the kids to to church, you know. But we also understand that uh, yeah, we have to be patient and and yeah, we look forward to it lah. Yeah, so that's why we thought this morning we would talk a little bit about you know uh, being church uh, in this in this new normal, you know. Uh, and this is the word that you know that everybody is using this new normal, new normal. Uh, so we thought maybe we talk about you know what does it mean to be church. So we we said that maybe this morning our conversation can be along those lines. Uh, things are different. Going to church is not the same anymore. There's this long, you know, protocol that we need to follow, from mask, uh, sanitizing our hands, you know, staying far away from people. Uh, a lot of things have changed. Uh, so maybe it's it's good uh, this morning, you know, uh, to talk a little bit about what what you know what it means now going back to church. So maybe maybe we could ask our, our listeners out there, those who have already gone back to church, you know, uh, just just type a line. How how does it feel going back to church uh, after nearly what four months? I think yeah, yeah since March. Uh, yeah. Maybe our, our listeners can just just one a few sentence, I mean a few words. How does it feel? Uh, and those of you who have already gotten an opportunity to go back to mass in church uh, in this new normal. Just 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 tell us how you feel. Uh, yeah, Father, I mean, this morning also, I mean, we have people from all around. So we'd like to say hello to Celine Go from St. Anthony's Church, KL, Robert Ignatius, all the way from Kuching. Wow, thanks for joining us, Robert. Joan Ng, uh, and also, yeah, and, and all those listening in. Yeah, feel free to let us know where you're from. Say hello, uh, very good morning to Father Clarence for us. Yeah, just say hello. We'd nice, nice, like to hear from you. 
but uh father i think we also have uh, a, a guest which we had previously for when we just started yeah and we haven't had him in quite a while yeah so i think uh, shall we invite uh, yeah so I, after, I, after you know you know after that show some people ask me you know uh, i mean is he my twin you know kind of a look alike yeah exactly uh, yeah so I mean, I, so I, I so casually before he comes on i better say this you know casually i always say you know he's got the voice because you know he's the one the singer <laughs> I, and i and i've got the looks so we complement each other <laughs> so now let now let let's bring him on let's welcome for the patrick massa hi peace be with you i good heard morning, that brother. good morning for the pet <laughs> good morning very good morning we just finished our novena ah right welcome uh-huh. back welcome back to catholics Thank at you. home Nice to have Thank you, you here much. with us. Thank you. Yeah. So for so the people listening, yeah, we'll be, yeah. maybe you could say hello to Father Pat down there. Let's see, type there. Hello, Father Pat. Hello, Father Clarence. Yeah, and tell hello. us where you're from. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Uncle Pat, how has it been for you in OMPH Ipoh so far? I mean, since the last we spoke. Well, the beginning was very rough because we had a physical church. The body of Christ was just absent. We did not know what to do. It was a learning curve. You see? So yeah. having your own private mass is not the same. And we need the people around us. That's why we are shepherds or we are priests. Without them, we, we, we don't exist in that sense. You see? We are there for them. So we had to learn a lot of new things. The live streaming was completely way out for me. You know? And uh, I felt the absence of the people very much and their their cry for the eucharist and so there was nothing we could do in the very beginning when they said lockdown second lockdown was even more serious we said that's the end of our faith journey together what's going to happen you know so yeah we had to learn in a new way of, of the new normal as you would call it but yeah. in the beginning was the emptiness that couldn't be fulfilled it was just so frustrating how do we communicate with the people walking around masks? We can't even contact them. The office was closed. The church was locked down. The police were circling the compound to make sure that no one enters. Oh, it was horrible. Maybe, yeah. maybe Uncle Pat, you could share with us. I mean, yeah, I know that you do the no. Uh, yeah, what are the programs do you do? I mean, uh, so while while this, this in these past two months, maybe you could share with the viewers from KL, from Kuching, and all. Yeah, to, to, to follow you. Well, when someone suggested that we start the Novena Devotions, we had a lot of people asking for that. Then when we started, the fan base, the viewership began to grow and people from everywhere started to ask us for these Novenas. And the outreach is more than those that come to the church on Saturdays in our place. So we may decide to continue. I think we will will continue because it's a very beautiful presentation that we do we include songs that are not in the book and songs that carry christian values and messages so feedback has been good and so most likely we will continue with this new i would call it the new novena experience not just the devotion and then recently we went to the homes to visit those above 70 and those below 12 that couldn't come for the eucharist um yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So for all those listening, uh, Father Pat's uh, Novena, uh, it's an, every Saturday, right? 9 a.m. They can find you on you YouTube. Can, you can catch it on Catholics at home at 4 o'clock. 
Yes. Right? On and the same channel, you can catch it there too. Yes, Please do right. spread the word. It's a wonderful experience to go through that. And I, and I think uh, from the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah, but I think also, I mean, uh, you're right that that today a lot of times when we go online and and when you you do the novenas or like like my mom follows Father Michael from uh, Melbourne Divine Australia. I mean, they are looking wow, and they get thousands and thousands of viewers bigger than what the parish actually can accommodate. So I think it's a, exactly. a great way to evangelize. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Well, just listening, I mean, listening to you, to both of you having this conversation. You know, I mean, uh, Father Patrick and I, I guess, mm. I mean, this is something that. You know, many of us, at least I think both of us, we were not trained for in the seminary, isn't it? I mean, we were always taught about ministering face-to-face -to, -face to people. Uh, we were taught about, you know, how to engage with people. So now this is this is something very new for, for at least for me. I don't know, but maybe Father Pat is a bit more uh, uh, accustomed to, to doing these things. But, you know, it's something that we all have gone into very quickly and adapted. Um, so in terms of in terms of being church, as, as how our topic this morning suggests, being church in the new normal, uh, it, it's something that we are also exploring different ways. Uh, how and 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 I, I think this is something that you know, over the centuries, everybody has been trying to trying to figure this out because the church is also shaped by by the external circumstances, uh, what happens around us. You know, whether it's during the war or during another pandemic or during an economic recession, somehow the church, you know, takes on a shape uh, to minister to people. So maybe uh, for the pet, I was just wondering, you know, uh, in, in your own reflection uh, during this time where, where we are, you know, trying to find new ways, like you said, you know, doing the novena online. Catholics at home is, 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 is a product of, of this this new normal, isn't it, Mark? Uh, I mean, yeah. we start. Everybody was at home, and then said, "Let's do something uh, to to reach out to people." You know, maybe you could share with us some of your reflections. You know, uh, how do you see the church uh, responding in this in this new situation? Uh, uh, in terms of you know, because church is very much personal. Like you said, as priests, we miss the community. You know, saying mass alone, it's not the same. I mean, it's, it's for me the same too. I mean. Uh, you know, but now with this social distancing, uh, not ability, not able to to kind of mm -hmm. go face to face. What are some of your reflections uh, for the pet? I, I'm sure you, I, I know you have prepared something for us this morning. Maybe you'd like to take us through some of your reflections about being church in this this new situation. Right. You see, we just opened up for for Eucharist, but we couldn't have it in the in the church proper because we had to spray the whole place and would affect all the pews and the holy pictures and the icon. So we had it in the hall. But to see the people come, it was, it was wonderful. When I walked into the Eucharistic celebration, I was in tears to see these people there. And many of them were actually, you know, holding back their, their tears. And then after that, to face them and to know that prominent people that were so regular, that are prevented from coming. It breaks your heart. It's not the same. And you long for them. You try to bring them into the Eucharist with, with your prayers. But it is not the same because these people, Sundays mean so much to them, the older generation, and they are not there. And so it's very, very, very sad. The Sabbath is so different. So those at home that watch it on TV, 
They say, Father, it's not the same to hear the choir, to hear the preaching live. This is on the screen, you know, this, this virtual reality. So it's something that they have to cope with. And it's, the, as you said, it's the new normal, but for me it's the new abnormal. But we have to go with the, with the, with the flow. So the Stevie Mass, it's the, you have to be in the right disposition when you want to turn on the television set. When we first started, it was so close to, to Easter, right? And many call it the unholy week in that sense because they miss the Palm Sunday that threw them off. They miss the, the Tridum. And yeah, watching the screen is different. And... And uh, the Holy Sabbath changed completely for them. Okay. I think we get something on, on screen for the Holy Sabbath. I think people felt Sunday is Sunday. And that particular time, and you're supposed to attend the Mass, must be at that time. We are creatures of habit. And so when you go during the week just to pick on the Sunday Mass, it's not the same. You must have it on the Sunday for the older generation. So I feel for, for them. And not being in the ambience of the church, when church happened in your living room, there was a new experience. And for me, during the first part, not to have the church around me, to walk during the, the weeks to pray in the empty church was, ah. And also Holy Week, because we prepared so much for Holy Week that didn't materialize. As they say, man proposes, but God disposes. And fast and abstinence was different. But many of my parishioners say that, you know, they slack in a way of attending Mass. You're on your couch. You are sitting around with your favorite drink or your burger. You're having breakfast and you're watching the live streaming. It is not the same. So for me, if you want to attend Mass, that is live streaming, have that, be prepared for that moment. Your sacred time, your spirituality is so important. You must be in sync with the liturgy. Prepare for it. Read about it. Make an effort to be present for the Mass at that time. Okay? And so don't, don't just slouch on your couch as if it's another entertainment program. You're sipping and you're with your remote and you're clicking here and you're clicking there. You don't like this preacher. You switch. So you're not really attending the full service because... We're all spoiled for choice. And some people, they waited for the midnight mass and they were in bed with their blankets. The TV screen was there and they were like, you know, yeah, I, I used to call it the unholy week. <laughs> yeah, and, you, I, uh, think, I think you have a nice visual to show that uh, about, you know, how people are on in the couch. Maybe Mark will bring it up. Yeah. Uh, I discourage people who don't really prepare for the mass especially on Sunday mornings, their day off, they're just sitting there and just watching. It means nothing to them. That's not the way you attend Mass. If you're not prepared, it will not be the Mass that you really desire for. For the older generation to take it seriously, they will set the place up, they will dress up, they will put the candles and get the people together. They will get the families together because they feel at that time, when the family prays together, they are more a family. And uh, we had night service, those who wanted to attend. Because of, of, of the time zone, they want masses from 
whatever place and they're in their beds because time to sleep and they're just clicking and lying down in the pillows and being so comfortable and it's a midnight sleeping mass so it is it's very very sad yeah some people watching yeah. from the bed uncle pet yeah some parishes do that because they wait so long and they're so tired they come back from from work the only way to catch they got to wait after dinner better to be comfortable I do not know how to 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 interpret that. You know what I mean? Whether you are oh. resting in the spirit, <laughs> <laughs> the TV watching you, they would say. <laughs> yeah, but but Father Clarence, how about people watching the 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 delayed mass? I mean, what what I mean, how, what are your thoughts towards that versus actually watching the live mass? Is there a difference to people? I mean, of course. I mean, there's not nothing beats being present live to, to a mass. But we also understand the realities of today uh, for people in the sense that, you know, especially during the weekdays, when people are now going back to work, uh, they are not able to, to follow the mass at a particular time uh, in that sense. Uh, so, you know, like, so people come back from work uh, and then when they have, you know, had some quiet time, there's some free time, uh, then they're able to, to follow mass. So for me, I think it's, it's not so much you know, the time, even though it's the life, maybe the preferred one, uh, that you make an effort to be present, just like how, you know, on a Sunday, you know, you you, you, get, you get up, you get ready and you go to mass and you make that time. Uh, so I think the, the attitude is very important, you know, very important, uh, especially if it's something that's within your control. And, and not to say, you know, I'm going to sleep in today and then say, okay, I will I will watch the mass, mass much later. And I, and I think that's, the, that's a very wrong attitude. Uh, uh, because we, we, I always will still care as possible. The masters uh, like going to Sunday mass in the church. You know that you you get ready, you prepare yourself. The only difference is that you don't have to travel. Uh, and maybe also some people don't have to dress up like the, how they go yeah. to Sunday. But you know, but but I said you know don't don't be too casual too. You know, uh, don't carry your coffee to your, to your TV room. Uh, you know, uh, don't you know? Don't don't have be sipping coffee while the sermon is going on, or, or having a snack in between, you know. But I think it's the attitude is very important, and I think we need to get back. Uh, you know, we need to get back to, to the reality now that we are coming back to church, especially for those who are able to go to to, to mass now. Uh, even though we are in control numbers, uh, but to find opportunities to get back to church. You know, and not to allow, like what Father Pat was saying, uh, this sense of you know taking it easy. That now that we have built a, a, a kind of a comfort zone around this. Yeah. So, like Father Clarence, I mean, uh, for all those, I mean, uh, for listening and, and 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 tuning in today, I mean, so what are the re the regulations for us to to in church, for example, for, because not all of us have gone for mass. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, I, I think generally, I think, you know, there are two things, you know, uh, we have uh, SOPs that are set by the government, uh, which we need to adhere to. Uh, but also, you know, then we also have some SOPs uh, that the church has set, uh, trying to fine tune what the government has said in a kind of a general way. But I think a couple of things, uh, you know, we have tried to to keep that social distancing in churches. You know, I think I think we saw a visual earlier, people quite sitting far apart yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know uh, so different places i think generally you know it's somewhere between one meter to two meters i think it is what is being said uh one meter then some places is 1.5 meter 
uh, especially if you have older people, then it's two meters. So I think all these things then, you know, uh, as you come in, you know, you, this temperature check, uh, mm. sanitizing your hands, and then, and then you, have to, you have to depart after mass. Literally, when the priest says go, you literally have to go. You know? so chill out <laughs> sessions and socializing. So, yeah, uh, you know, so, yeah. So these are some of the things that we have to get used to for a while, but it's not something that we should, after all this is over, and be comfortable with this. I think that's where the important thing is, you know, to, I think Father Pat rightly pointed out, this is the new abnormal. Uh, we need yeah, to get back, to back what we were before. Oh, okay, I'm back. There was a power failure here in the whole, church, <laughs> whole area. So I was just knocked up and said, oh gosh, oh, must be COVID has gone into the technology and then disabled it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Father Pat, uh, thanks for coming back. I think uh, we, we, we stopped just now uh, where we talk about people getting too comfortable. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then those that could attend Mass were those above 12 and below 70. You see? But the senior citizens were left out. And so what we did for over the past almost three weeks, we went to bring the Eucharist. He was, Jesus was no longer locked down in the tabernacle. He was not in cold storage. And we went to the homes of our parishioners. And the amazing thing is that some of them, they wait at their gates to welcome us. Some will have lighted candles. And so we have a wonderful service. I'll do a little sharing and breaking of the word to be with them. And I didn't realize how much they miss Holy Communion for the past four months. And to see them again, and to connect with them, they were like, you know, as if they struck lottery. They were really, really so happy. And I wish I should have filmed that. And we will yeah. continue to go to all the senior citizens. They're sick. We will anoint them because, yeah, communion is really something so important. For them, it's connecting with Christ again, you see. And, well, in this new abnormal we're doing it's like you no know, a, a different kind of a third world war we are doing war with this COVID-19 virus it's so deadly it's so lethal but thank god somehow in this country we have it contained and we hope in weeks to come we'll be able to move back into the church not just the church hall but we have to realize the SOP we are taking because who is our neighbor Everyone around us is our neighbor. Everybody's lives matter in this country, not just the black lives, but we have to look at ourselves. Our spiritual life is so important. And, well, this, this whole racism thing, it's very sad huh, that it happens in this country because during the lockdown, we couldn't reach out to the Orang Asli because the, the road to their settlements were all there was blockade and barbed wire. They were afraid that we would enter and they couldn't come out to trade. It was horrible. So the food that we had, we had to keep for, for quite a long time. And now at least they have eased it, we can enter. You see, so this Orang Asli are like, you know, friends with no benefits because for me, they are really the people of the soils. They, this country belongs to them, but they are in the periphery. They are out of sight, out of mind. We've taken their land, everything. This whole place belongs to them. 
and they just don't share in the benefits. And as I take my, my walks, I see the, the daily wage people that come to the church and ask for jobs. We've got nothing for them, not the Indonesian workers. Very, very sad plight. And the employers got no heart to feed them. And I think someone in my community, Father Joe Stevens, started this outreach uh, twice a week at least to bring food to these very poor people around Ipoh in a, in a certain place for food distribution. I feel very much for the Bangladesh people who have no work because some businesses have closed, you know, and they, got, they, they, they can't go back because of the lockdown in their countries and this border control. And we hear constantly the Rohingya people. They come in, but I wonder where are they housed? Because I think Hannah Yo asked the minister in parliament and he couldn't even answer. I mean, of course, the UN says, yeah, we, they seek asylum in this country, but we got no allowance and proper accommodation. We take care of them. It is just not happening in this place. And also, the, there is racism in this country, especially I feel for our Indian community. I see this happening. I, I, I don't want to talk about it so much. It's very, very sensitive. But it is happening. It's part of our lives. We have this discrimination. And now we talk about what's going on. There's cartoonists that talk about the backdoor government, which means Malaysia Bole, which means anything can happen. You fix up all people in authority, in power, the courts, the judge, or whatever it is, you can have things your way. So it's, I call it the new abnormal because the Rakyat, the people that voted in, the government people in power are not in power. And those that were in power, I felt messed up. They lost the plot and I don't know what's happening. We just got to keep the whole country in our prayer and be hopeful that if we can find a vaccine, we can find a vaccine for this country also in a new way. And the church cannot be silent. Yeah, just, just okay. I mean, th thanks for the pet, uh, for, for sharing your thoughts. I think this is something that, you know, we need to, I mean, not just us priests, but I think when I, when I say church, meaning every one of us, it's not just uh, the hierarchy, but every one of us, uh, we are part of the church and the church is not just a building, but and we begin to realize during this MCO that the church is not the building. We have the building, but when it's empty, uh, it's not like the church anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. If you mean like just a nice structure, uh, you know, with beautiful stained glass, but without the people, it's it's not a church in in a, in a in a kind of a liberal sense. Right. But I guess we all have to start thinking. You know, what what is the new way for us uh, to minister to people? You know, because during this time. I mean, the word is social distancing, and that's that's not within the DNA of the church. You know, you looked at the life of the early church. What attracted people, at least you read from me in Acts chapter two, is that the fellowship that they shared with one another. You know, how they live their lives uh, is what attracted. Uh, so Very maybe, true. so now maybe in this in this area, what what are some of your thoughts, uh, Father Pat, with regard to like? We need to maintain the social distancing, but how can we enhance the fellowship aspects of the church? Uh, you know, in, in little ways, even like BECs can't meet now in, in homes, at least for now. Uh, we still, a lot of people are doing Zoom uh, meetings, right. you know, online meetings. Are there some thoughts about how can we still keep the, the fellowship aspect of it, uh, of which is very much ingrained in the life of the church? Right. Well, for now, 
I go to the to, to the homes and the BECs gather in these homes, you see, but not the whole BEC because of social distancing. So we have about five or six people in the home. We can be effective with the smaller groups now, but we must go out. And social media, this whole thing about this, this podcasts allows us to reach people in a way we have never even thought. And people listen, they're hungry for the word and we have to reach out. And this is, I think, for me, it's a new platform and I have to up my game in, in, in that sense. I got to improve the way to evangelize. And the Novena is one beautiful platform. And uh, we cannot slack. This is a new way of our of us being priests also. Because when, when someone said, when I went to give communion, or they came for the service, they said, Father, to see your hands consecrate the host and the wine, and we are the sheep, we are so lost, you know? And I was sharing with this person, I said, uh, you are the sheep, but you are God's sheep, and I exist for you, and you are a gift to us. And I must always treasure the sheep that God gives me and must do whatever I can, the best way I can, to reach out to them. And, yeah, I can't take my priesthood for granted. It's no longer just celebrating the sacraments. I remember just recently I did something so outrageous because I had to go to the hospital. I still do hospital visits. And this time when I went, I take this walk. Even though it was in the sun, I had to go. And I realized I didn't have a mask. And what do I do? They will not allow me entry. And so what I did was to pray. I said, Lord, I need a mask. You provide a mask for me. And as I walk closer to the hospital, lo and behold, did you, was I off just, just now? Could you hear no. me? Yes, yes. You could hear yes. you. Yes, yes, so I can, can hear you. With the story about the hospital visit. Yes, yes. Yeah, because the hospital is the most dangerous place they, they said to go to because they don't take real precautions. You know, they, they slack in the general hospital, whatever it is. Anyway, so I said, I've got no mask. I cannot enter. And I've got to get into the hospital. So I said, Lord, I need a mask. And lo and behold, as, as walking on the ground was a mask. <laughs> do I put the Lord to the test or do I put myself to the test? You know, in the Gospel of Luke, you can pick up snakes and scorpions. They won't, they won't harm you. And I said, I made an act of faith, Lord. I've got this call. I've got to go to the hospital. And there's this mask here. I cannot turn back. I picked up that mask. And I wore that mask. And the people in the road looked at me. And I said, well, and I just walked in. This was more, about a month ago. Well, if, I, if it was dangerous, I would, be, I would have COVID. But sometimes you got to step out in faith. You know, you know what I mean? You have to visit a person in the, in the ICU. You just go and you pray and you anoint Whatever it is, you have to touch them. You can't make gloves and use the holy oils and all that. I do an act of faith. And I said, Lord, I'm putting myself to the test and my faith. And so far, I think God blesses all of us because the sheep are a blessing that God gives us. They are so precious. 
and their spiritual life, huh? not black lives, but their spiritual lives is in our hands and we must do something to enhance it. If this podcast inspires people to look at their whole faith journey, whether they are ready to listen to whatever it is, they, we all have to do something. It's in our hands. We've got no more excuses and say, it's up to the priest. No, now you've got to take the initiative. The web, the World Wide Web is made available. You just ask Mr. Google whatever the questions you ask, you have the answers. So the priest is not the one and only on earth with God's word and authority. So for me, that's the new way of being church. The priest and the sheep, they are God's gift to me. And I'm so grateful because of them I exist. So they can't say, oh, the, without the shepherd, we, uh, we don't exist. No, I exist for them. and They are a gift to me. Yeah. So, okay. so I guess today we can ask uh, God and also ask Google uh, to, for answers. Uh. Yes. Go to the right websites. And, you know. and, let's, not, and let's, not, let's not equate the both as the same, right? <laughs> so they begin with, both begin with G, but they're not the same, yeah. I guess. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, Father Clarence, yeah. if I may ask, uh, because uh, Father, uh, Father Pat spoke about the shepherd also and the priest together. So us as uh, being parishioners of different uh, churches and all, how can we evolve and become stronger and more connected with our fellow brothers and sisters, especially those who are, you know, I mean, not able to physically be present? Yeah. I think this is something that, that, that I hold very dear to my heart in the sense that, firstly, I think, you know, I think during this last four months, you know, for people in general, it's always been, you know, the, the fixation about going back to Mass. And, I, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not uh, belittling it in any way, but there's, a, there's a, an aspect of the Mass which is mission. Uh, and, I, and I think maybe sometimes we may have misplaced that focus that going back to the Mass is for the mission of the Church. Uh, so the mass in itself is, is does not become the end, but the mass is there for us to go back so that we can be strengthened spiritually to go back into mission. So I think in this in this situation that now we need to ask ourselves, what is our mission as church? And as I said earlier, the mission is not just for the priests to go out, uh, you know, or to do hospital visits, but in our own locality, in our own places where we live, where we work. How are we going to do mission in, the, in spite of the distancing, in spite of the inability to gather as, as BEC, as large groups? How are we going to do mission? And I think this is something that we all must start thinking. Because if we just keep thinking about wanting to go back to mass, then it becomes an end. Uh, then we lose focus of, of that greater mission, you know. Uh, so the, the mass itself, it's, you know, the sending forth in the mass is, is the whole high point, the kind of the end of it all, that the priest sends you out, go, you know, go on mission. Uh, so I think that's something that we all start to need to think also as we go back to Mass, what is my mission now in this new normal? Uh, for us priests too, maybe maybe one day we'll have Father Pat and we can talk about being priests in the new normal, not just church, you know, because we, we also need to rethink now uh, how we celebrate the sacraments. I, I saw a question earlier, you know, Baptism, how is baptism going to be celebrated? Yeah, we have all these protocols and SOPs that we need to follow, the distancing that we need to keep. Uh, so this is something that we need to think about with through the lens of, of mission of the church uh, and not just 
the celebration of the individual sacraments. They are important. I'm not saying they're not important, but there is this mission of the church. Let's not lose sight of it. At least for me, that's what I've been trying to, I'm, I'm struggling with also and trying to understand how do we, how do we bring the church out, you know, to the people. Uh, that's something. And the redemptors are known for being great mission, uh, great in mission work. Yeah. So maybe I'm yeah. Don't, 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 don't make us feel bad, lad. Diocesan priests. I mean, they're not. They're, <laughs> they're not discounting you. We're not discounting you, but we have to look at our preaching now in this new media, this 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 new way of doing it. You know, we can't go to the parishes. We can't do home visits as we do for. BEC renewals, we got to look at this whole thing about evangelization differently. Now we have access, worldwide access in that sense, a bigger congregation, not just a particular church where people can just tune in. And so we have to, to learn these, these things and we can be very, very effective actually. Like you see, Bishop Robert Barron, his following is so amazing. He started off very simply, you see, and we are Picking up Catholics at home is a wonderful platform for people to talk, to meet the priest, and to see, to be connected. Yeah, the church must connect through yeah. the internet now. I, I'm just amazed how things have evolved. And I mean, I don't re I don't recall in my own lifetime, but at least I've read. I'm sure Father Pat also have read. You know, Bishop Fulton Sheen. You know, uh, in America, you know, was a great evangelist in a sense. You know, mm. at the time. TV was just coming out, radio was coming out. He didn't have all these tools, uh, but you know, he reached out to so many people. Now we have these tools, and I think the tools that are exactly used effectively to reach out to people uh, for the mission of the church to evangelize. You know, perhaps you could. I mean, just out to our just to to give uh, to our listeners, if you have any questions that you want to to put to either Father Pat or to this whole conversation, uh, please do share uh, in the. Comment section, Mark. I think Mark knows a little bit better. They can put in their questions. Yeah, just fill in. I mean, there's a question. Just fill in your questions at the comment boxes in Facebook, YouTube, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll post it up into our screen for Father Pat and Father Clarence. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't liked our page, feel free to like our page. Uh, say hello again to all of you, all of you joining in. And if you want to share the page, it's still not too late. You can still share our uh, do a watch party. Uh, but Father, I think we have a question here. I mean, I mean beyond. Just like depending on going for mass, us as uh, just say par uh, yeah, parishioners and lay people, what else can I do uh, while waiting for the church to fully reopen? Are you addressing it to to Father Pat or Father Pat? What can we do? Well, there's so much of reading material that you could catch up upon. When you are going to attend a mass online. Be prepared properly for it. Set the ambience. Make it a sacred time for you and treasure it. Don't just sit around, you know, oh, time up and you're having your breakfast there and eating and munching your, your, your food. That's your sense of the sacred is very, very important. Assess your spiritual life. Has this pandemic drawn you closer to God or have you found so many excuses why you have drifted. If you have drifted, what went wrong? There's something you can do about it and please do something about it. Don't just sit back and expect the TV to, to, to do it for you. Rate your spiritual life now and act on it. And those that cannot reach the church, 
in your BECs, go out and do something good. Do an act of charity, an act of kindness. Live out uh, Holy Week in a broader sense. Be a little more active. Evangelizing is very important. When Jesus says, go out to the four corners of the earth, spread the good news. He didn't tell the disciples, all right, have your fellowship bread and wine and just think about me, do this in memory of me and don't go out. If the 12 apostles didn't move out of that upper room, if the 12 apostles didn't move out of the upper room, we won't have religion, our faith here in Malaysia. Because those 12 jokers that <laughs> no one will employ even today to evangelize because of their faith and what they did, we are what we are today. Evangelization is top priority for the priests, according to Vatican II also. You know, the, the function of the priests, not, they didn't say Eucharist is the utmost, most important. No, they talk about spreading the word of God, spreading the good news. And if we do that, now we've got this podcast, we can, be, we can reach more people than the 12 apostles did in one go, in a few seconds, right? We hope so. so we, let's, let's do it. La. Yeah, we must do it. Uh, we have yeah. a question here. Yeah, we have a question. How about penitential mm. services? Yeah. Father Clarence, maybe right. you want to... Yeah, yeah I, I think, you know, let's not forget that, you know, the sacrament of reconciliation, even during the, the, the second phase of the MCO, I mean, I know priests and I myself, on an individual basis, you make an appointment to see the priest, you need to go to confession. Uh, but, you know, at the moment, I, I believe, you know, penitential services like how we used to have before, mass gathering, definitely is happening, uh, at least until there's a little bit more uh, stability in the whole situation, uh, which will take a bit of time. Uh, but if they, there are those who, who really feel that they need to go to confession and, and you know, Call your priest and make an appointment to see him. Uh, and, and no priest is going to deny you that sacrament of, of confession that you would like to receive. You know, So just make those appointments uh, you know, uh, with your priest uh, to, to, to get to celebrate that sacrament. Of course, mm -hmm. precautions are always taken, you know, like face mask uh, and other things you know, that, that is required. You know, we will do it in an open space rather than in a confined room. Uh, these are some of the things that we also need to follow. Uh, in order to protect not just ourselves, but also to protect uh, the, the the penitent who comes. Uh, so yeah, if and and I think Pope Francis also during the height of this, this pandemic in Italy, uh, he came out and said, if you're really unable to get a priest, go to God uh, and, and make that act of contrition and and you know and and also commit that the next whenever it's possible that you would make an effort to go to confession uh, as soon as it's available. Uh, as soon as you know you can get in touch with a priest to go to so you know so i think we also see that that this situation is is not something that that we are used to but the sacrament is not being denied none of the sacraments denied anyone uh, make the appointment or if you're unable go to god and make that commitment that as soon as it's available you will go to confession right and my office has become my new confessional people ring up and they are sitting in my office, and it's quality, quality time with them. It's really marvelous. And when sure. I go and give, distribute Holy Communion, it's held in the homes. So the new confessional is in my office and right in their living rooms or in their bedrooms. And with the anointing, everything has changed. Church has happened outside the church compound. I tell something about. 
Sorry. Yeah. No, Nicholas Naren Martin yeah. asks about how can we encourage youth to join the online mass? Speak to your parish priests, have a, what do you call it, a youth mass where the youth can do a lot of things. They can do into the, you know, the music ministry. They can come in for a certain session, have them present that whole mass and then sharing with them also. The, the priest can, can, what do you call it, preach and some kind of sharings by the youth because you can have live streaming. They can join that. They can be very creative. Yeah, they can, a lot of things you can do. Just speak to your parish priest, bring in your ideas and have it done. Think out of the Eucharist for, for the youth outreach. Otherwise, you're confined to the time limit. You can have special podcasts, special teachings. See your parish priest. <laughs> Or maybe Father Clarence and Father Patrick, y'all can, can do something along those lines. In, in yeah, you see, like my novenas, we take the, the pop songs and how we interpret it with pictures and messages. It's really, the old people say they watch and they cry and they weep during those songs. I said, oh my gosh, bringing, bringing in all the old songs that we don't sing anymore. Like next week, yes. we'll feature what we are, they will know we are Christians by our love. That song's not sung for so long. All the songs that we had, from the singer praise to God, I will bring them back into the novena. That's awesome. Huh? And yeah. also some of the songs are from your old album, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, oh, which the wow. young people haven't heard. So yes. tune into the novena <laughs> and maybe you can catch up some of the stuff. That's right. That's right. But, but I think uh, just to note that Singapore has a mass for children and it's very interactive, uh, done by the Singapore Archdiocese. So for all those of you parents out there who, who wants to engage with the children during the mass, you can tune into Singapore's uh, Archdiocese. For the children's mass and catholics at home we have a youth program which is called uh, jamming for jesus every fridays at uh, 9 30 where we get different groups so the bands which you saw earlier were from the uh, secc saint edmund's uh, church uh, choir in, in in limbang sarawak so we have people from all around malaysia coming in uh, uh, praising god through music yeah so i think these are different channels and i and i and and we have another question from angeline so father clarence how do you encourage people to come back to church because I think there are a lot of people who still have the fear, you know. Of, of, yeah. So how would you respond to that, Father? I, I guess the fear, the anxiety, you know, uh, it's real. I mean, let's face it. Even I, I talk to parents who, who now can send their children to school. They're also a bit worried. Uh, so it, it's not, it's not a, a false fear that's present there. And, and I think that it's important to remember that you know, if you if you are ready to come back to church, please do come back. You know, uh, but if you're coming with with fear, uh, and maybe if the the nice story of Father Pat is that maybe you need to have the the faith. Uh, so now we can have Father Pat with the mask and the model of faith for us to picking up the mask. <laughs> uh, but you know, but but if you're coming in with fear, you know, then it it it, it kind of doesn't help in the whole service. Uh, you know, you are you are in the spirit, but if you're ready, you're comfortable to come back. But also to remember that you know, I think generally, uh, the dispensation by the bishops are, are still, still, still uh, is valid. That you are dispensed from your Sunday obligation. Uh, you can still be go on online masses, especially for older people, uh, younger children, uh, and there are people who are you know already predisposed with some other illnesses. Uh, they may not want to come. So these are the different options that they have. Uh, so you know, do come back because as I said, nothing beats the 
the physical presence of a person in the church. Uh, like Father Pat said, you know, some people came in and then, you know, tears. Just coming back to church itself, you know, just being in church was was for them uh, a great sense of uh, satisfaction. So come back, you know, soon. Come back when you're ready. Uh, and there are many opportunities and many different ways uh, for you to come back to church uh, as quickly as possible. And I think we are slowly beginning to open up as we, you know, Father Pat is saying in the church that I also minister to, we are slowly beginning to open up to more people uh, as long as people understand what needs to be done. Uh, that helps in, in that way. Yeah. yeah. And also I think the fear will always be there. And God is with us in this fear. We just don't share the fear with, with him. He is part of that whole journey with us, with everyone throughout the world in this whole pandemic. But we have sometimes locked him away and we still think we are alone in this fear. No, you come to church with that fear. You talk in your quiet moments to God. Look, God, this fear is in me. It's going to be, even if you leave church, it's going to be there. But God is with us. That's why you have to, when I walk with that borrowed mask on, on, on the road, I said, Lord, I want to walk in faith, but you are here with me. You are, I'm your priest. You take care of me. And this is it. He works this out with me. So fear is a natural thing. Don't worry. It will not separate me from the love of God and God's love from me. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Don't find any excuse. You know, I can say, I can stay at home because it's the COVID. I want to take precautions. I want to be safe. No, I come to the church, wait at the gates for people to come in, open the gates. They do the SOP. They come into my office. It's become the confessional. They want to, to, to receive communion. I'll go to the tabernacle. Whatever it is, make it available. God is accessible. It's just playing our part. And to remove that fear from them. We have to live in fear, yes. Until the vaccine comes, still we live in fear. Anything, yeah. be fearful. I think I think what's important to remember, I think from what I listen, hearing hearing you say, you know, let's not use fear as an excuse not mm. to go to church, you know, because everybody is going out to the shopping mall, everybody is going out to the grocery store, you know, uh, without fear. But suddenly, when you come to church, I'm fearful. So let's, you know, it, and it's true. And I, you know, I I just share a little bit. Uh, we're coming to the end very quickly. After uh, mm. four months, you know, where Sunday for a lot of people getting up early was not. You know, part of the routine anymore, and some of them shared with me, "Oh, Father, your mass is too early for me to get up on a Sunday." You know, <laughs> so uh, so we've got to kind of gotten used to uh, staying at home. And, I, and I've said this elsewhere before. You know, when the seminary, the, the the spiritual father will say, "You know, don't become a priest from the bedroom to the sanctuary. You know, to the altar." You know, for a lot of people during the four months, it was from from the bedroom to the TV room uh, for mass. Uh, and like the picture you showed, for some people, they didn't even leave their bedroom. So they just brought the device to the bed. So not to make fear an excuse, you know, but an act of trust, an act of trust to, to come back. We take all the precautions. As we go out, we do the same thing. And I think coming back to, to church with an act of faith, uh, with the precautions, uh, and, and I'm sure the Lord will, will lead us and guide us through this, as he has been through all this uh a few months. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think, uh, I mean, before we end the topic, I, I, I'd just like to maybe add to it that, that being uh, church, I think it's also for us not to depend on the priest too much, but also to take action and do whatever we can within our circles to make a difference. Right. I mean, like, like this podcast, we just started after a few conversations. 
We just said, let's right. do it and from it. And whatever impact we can do, instead of always blaming people or saying the priest not doing this, that whoever is not doing whatever, we can do our little bit, lah, even to help someone on, on the street or the migrants around us. I mean, giving them a job to maybe clean the house or, or whatever we can help. I mean, we are the church and I think we, we should make a difference today and not really depend on the priest or the archdiocese, you know. I think that's, that is what I, I have to add to that, lah. Yeah. And just to just to add to your point, Mark, I think it's very important. I just want to, you know, like Father Pat, and we have been talking about this podcast, you know, for our listeners out there, you know, if you want to help us, you know, uh, in this ministry, in this podcast, in any way, you know, if you want to help us uh, with your talent or with your skills, uh, we are looking out for people to help us. Uh, uh, we started with three people. Uh, our numbers have slightly grown, but, you know, as people go back to work, uh, we need more, more, we need more hands. You know, uh, so if you are inspired to help us uh, to keep this going, uh, do send us a note, uh, Mark. If how can they reach out to yeah, us? So you, you can just private messages, or you can just comment on if you're on YouTube, just comment, or you can just go to Catholics at Home on our Facebook page. Yeah, just send us a private message, and we would love to talk to you and see how we can work together. But at the same time, also Father Clarence, since you are getting a bit busy, and uh, and I think we have Father Patrick here who came a couple of times before this. Maybe it's an if we can also invite Father Patrick to come on a more regular basis, maybe once a month. So for all those listening, if you want Father Patrick Masang to come on our show once a month, just okay. type it down there. So look at it. Yes, so your Father nephew, Patrick Masang. Your, your, yes, your nephew, Father Patrick Masang. Let's let's see all the yes coming in. <laughs> oh, yes, please. In now your your nephew has put you in a corner and literally no. But I think I think you know like, young like we have been talking about. You know, we need more people, not just the priests. Yeah. Uh, not just the priests. Uh, we need Creative more people, people to come yeah. in, come in to help us. How we, how can we expand this? And and next week, uh, we will come to the, our twenty fifth show. Uh, so it's, it's like a small uh, silver anniversary for us. <laughs> but it's the twenty fifth show since MCO started. Yeah, you know, you know, just don't look at us as priests, you know, because as we start getting into our our regular routine, also. Uh, not just saying yes to Father Patrick, but maybe say yes to yourself, uh, uh, to helping us uh, to keep this going, uh, to keep this kind of a channel for evangelization, communication, uh, you know, faith deepening. Uh, so reach out to us, please. I mean, we, we are asking for people to come in to help us uh, in any way, in any way that you are able to help us uh, to to expand this this network, uh, this conversation. Yeah, that's a, that's why I wanted to add that to 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 call out to people, uh, yeah, to come and help do. Us. Yeah, we need designers, we need uh, animators, we need people who can do sound edits. Uh, yeah, people who even have ideas for the shows. I mean, we are looking for people who can help us lead in terms of the youth shows, which we we, we want. You know, what I mean, because I think it's something we don't do much, and definitely more priests we hope to get. So, Father Pat, we have a lot of people saying yes. From all around, I think we have about close to 300 listeners today all saying, yes, 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 Father Patrick. So we hope to... <laughs> we, we can show it to you. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, he's got oh. a power failure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, uh, yeah. so with that, I mean, is there any closing words you'd like to say, uh, Father Clarence, on how uh, do we become uh, better in terms of being church in this new uh, new normal? And I think I, I've already said. I just want to conclude by saying, you know, let's not let's not just keep 
going back to Mars as the end, but let's look beyond the Mars also. Uh, how are we going to be missionaries, uh, missionary disciples of Jesus, as how Pope Francis has been constantly pushing us in that direction. Uh, so it's not just coming back to Mars, but going beyond that uh, to be able to be in this situation, how can we be better disciples, apostles, evangelizers uh, of the word, uh, whatever way, whatever small way you can contribute in doing, uh, this is how the gospel continues to grow. Uh, and, and these days we have been, you know, online, but from online, we need to go beyond also to see how we can reach out to, to many people. Yeah. How about you, Father Patrick? Any concluding words? Yeah, concluding words. Well, God's kingdom is our responsibility. Everyone has a role to play. Don't take it for granted. A lot of things work against us, but we got to step out in faith like the 12 apostles did, and God will bless the work of our hands. Live in hope. Don't live in fear. That's it. Ah, thank you, Father Clarence, and thank you, Father Patrick, for your session. Okay. I mean, it's been great. Uncle Pat, if you remember 11 years ago, uh, uh, there's some something special you did. I mean, uh, we were in Assumption, and then... You 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 help us uh, marry uh, you help me marry Melissa in the eleven years ago oh, today. Today. Yes. Congratulations, oh. Mark. Happy anniversary. anniversary. Oh. Eleventh anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah. So Lovely. it's been an amazing journey. Yeah. Thank you so much. And and I think for being church also, you need a good partner who can always understand you because, like for myself also, we are busy with work and everything. But somehow Melissa has been a great help in terms of helping me even produce the show today. So. I like to do a shout out to Melissa. Happy anniversary and uh, thank you for Yay. being here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know Melissa, Melissa is just on the other side. I mean, she's not on screen, but she's controlling the, the visuals. Oh. Uh, happy anniversary, <laughs> Melissa, to you too. Happy anniversary. Thank wonderful, so wonderful. It's time to get a daughter now. Oh. <laughs> your, your, your press, Uncle Pat, very powerful, I know. <laughs> God gives, I will take, Father, Uncle Pat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. So for all those uh, listening again, we'd like to thank you for joining us in our episode today. Uh, we'd like to thank Father Clarence, Father Patrick for joining us to share their thoughts and views in terms of being church in the new normal. And, and before we conclude, we'd always like to say a prayer. So maybe Father Pat, could you maybe lead us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, we thank you for this moment. Continue to lead us with your Spirit to this new way of being church, that we go beyond the boundaries of the church and the sacraments that we normally celebrate in the church, that we are really the body of Christ. Bless all priests and religious, and especially the people that we call parishioners, the faithful. We make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So again, thank you very much, Father Patrick and Father Clarence. And thank you to all those listening from all around Malaysia. We'd like to thank you for joining us again this Saturday morning. And next week, we have something interesting, Father Clarence. Yeah, next week, we, we hope to have uh, a special guest uh, on our show. Uh, do look forward to it. Do come back. Uh, okay. Not that Father Patrick is not special. Father Patrick, you're still special. <laughs> <laughs> What's the anniversary um, but, we are we are doing something. We may do something different next Saturday. So look out on our on our Facebook postings. Uh, we will announce it to you. 
uh, and do keep the Saturday mornings free. This is the time that we have set for ourselves. Uh, if you're not able to watch us live, uh, do share uh, our show with others also. Uh, we can watch it at, at any other time. Thank you very much, right. everyone. Have a great week. Have a blessed Sunday too, Father Pat and everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.